also speaking to creatives listening, like it is hard too when you've been working on something for so long and then someone new comes in and they blow up and they're way bigger than you and you're like, mm-hmm. I've been putting years into this and it can be so discouraging. It I can be that. so, so discouraging. <laughs> yeah. But realizing that the strength in that is the time. Like mm-hmm. all of these um, newer creators who are blowing up, like I can't imagine the stress they have because it took me years to grow it. Like the foundation of my career is so solid. Mm-hmm. And at the time I hated it because I didn't have anything viral. And I was like, oh, all my friends are having like millions of views and I'm like, whatever. But like that slow, steady growth is so important. Obviously, for your mental health. I'm for for your sure. mental health too. Yeah. Like, like this world is so crazy, let alone overnight success. Mm-hmm. And obviously um, that's a whole other thing to tackle. But I think people don't also see how there are downsides to having that like crazy virality moments, you know? Totally. A dream can be anything. Whether yours is to start a business, be in a healthy relationship, pursue your dream career, or to get right spiritually, every week the Dream Check podcast brings you tips, tricks, and real-life insight from people who are living their dreams to the fullest. I'm Nicole Ivanoff, an established international wedding photographer and wife. Like you, I have so many dreams, some of which I've lived out and others I'm still pursuing daily. I'm a girl from suburban Detroit who's made her way out to LA, and although I'm no guru, I have a heart to show you that if I or anyone who comes on this podcast can do it, so can you. Welcome to the show. Time to check in. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Dream Check Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because I'm having on my very dear friends, Alicia and Ashley. They are sisters. They are business partners. They are professional content creators. They literally do it all. They just recently launched their very own clothing brand together called Parallel Apparel, and I'm so excited to dive in and talk about all things business, running a business as sisters, content creators creation, how paralyzing perfectionism can be, and so much more. Let's get right into it. So let's dive right in. Let's. I'm going to ask you guys a question you can answer individually or together. Mm. What is a dream that you have right now? Whether that, again, is a dream you have together, individually, and maybe something that no one knows yet, something that isn't on any of your social media platforms, something that you could disclose. Ooh, do you have one? I have a few, but I'm trying to like <laughs> narrow it down to one. <laughs> like I know you guys have a few. Yes. Sure. Well, the the most immediate one right now is we're really hoping to get investors on board for Parallel Apparel. Um, but I've definitely talked about that. I think bigger than that, a dream that I I have and I don't really know how to fully do it yet is I I still really really love teaching and mentoring people in the space mm-hmm. and especially with like a whole bunch of new people kind of coming up the fact that like I, I don't know I feel like I'd love to do something with that and I just don't fully know how but I feel like that is a dream that lately I've been very much aware that that's value I can add to someone who yeah. like doesn't understand yeah like even from things of mental health to how to do your taxes to like just random stuff about this world yeah. just because I've been doing it for so long so I think that's something where I'm like I think that's like a fun passion project dream that I, I've been recently thinking about, but I just don't know how to 
and so useful. I feel like so many people get so much out of that. The amount of like, even photographers I know that are like, how do I even do my taxes? As oh my God. As a creative. Yes. Yeah. You're like, can I write that off? Yeah. Do I envoy? What do I do? Oh, so many questions and no one talks about it. I've joked all the time that Alicia's been doing this for so long and is so good at all these random little things and at teaching people that she should, you should just have your own TED Talk. I know. I'm like, masterclass? Like, <laughs> workshops? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, yeah, I think there's, especially the mental health part of it, like, it's so hard unless you just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. A lot of the struggles that come with putting yourself out there on social media platforms is just it's so weird and it doesn't matter like even your manager doesn't fully understand it or even like your friends don't so it's just such a weird world and it's it's hard you know there's a lot of hardships about it yeah um for as far as like the two of us goes I feel like I would agree with Alicia right now Parallel Apparel, the brand that we launched together, um, is completely self-funded, which is amazing and so fun. Um, no, it's not fun. <laughs> My wallet hates me. We have officially like started planning for like the future and looking at what our options are for that. And finding an investor is definitely our next step. But and, like good ones, and I think that's a whole other. Yeah. But when it comes to something like that, like you want to find people that like you click with and that like see the vision and there's so much more that goes into it. So right now I feel like that's what both of us are really focused on. Yeah. Personally, on a super side note, things as far as like something that's not out there in the space. I love drumming. It She's is so good at it. It is my I favorite still thing. Never seen you drum. I play <laughs> I, I play at church all the time and it's just it's my like drum set my, right there. It's my go-to like stress buster and people constantly are like, "Oh, how come you never like post about it or post a video about it?" Um and I think what it is is it's just like it's mine. It's your secret thing. It's mine yeah. and I don't want it out like I put so much of my life out there mm-hmm. that I don't want that to be like torn apart or destroyed in any way. I think you also don't want to see it as work. You don't want to post and see like oh shoot I can do this better. Yeah well like originally going into school I was like oh I'm obviously gonna major in music you know. I took a couple classes and was like hell no I was like this will literally destroy my love for drumming so that obviously didn't happen um but yeah I think drumming's my I just want to do it more I'm surprised you don't have your own like drum set here I have an electric one my actual kit is at my parents house um and yeah so my (laughs) set it up can it go in the corner would you play it yeah you would yeah, yeah, That's a good right idea. <laughs> Can we get a white one so it matches the house? <laughs> you get out of here! <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, it's not gonna fly. In the main room. Yeah, it's just it's bright red. It's fine. We can do it. I My think, electric I don't, kit's black. I, that has so many wires, and it's just like yeah, all over. Really it, yeah, we want like a real set, <laughs> like the like the grand no, piano no in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a keyboard versus a grand piano. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, one, like so different. I love it. Okay, so speaking of Parallel Apparel, um, for those who do not know, uh, they created a clothing brand together called Parallel Apparel, and it is a basic brand created to empower, and would you call the tagline the sexy as is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so their tagline is sexy as is, and I just, can you guys elaborate, like, where that came from? What What the meaning behind it is? Yeah, I think a huge reason why we even started the brand was because, so sorry, I was like, what is that? Um, I was like, 
Um, um, a huge reason why we even started the brand, honestly, was just because we wanted people to feel good wearing clothes. And I know that that's something so simple, but the amount of times I've tried on clothes and I let that affect my own personal confidence, like feeling you know, maybe I was having a great day and then I'd go shopping and try on a pair of jeans in my size and then be too tight or not fit. It's always jeans. It's always jeans. (laughs) But like, I don't, I don't know where it started, but I clearly somehow let that affect me. And I would feel bad about myself the rest of the day thinking, oh my God, I've gained weight or I, Mm -hmm. I need to be this or do that or whatever. And the amount of like fad diets we've done, the amount of just different juice cleanses I would do hoping it would change my body overnight. Obviously those didn't work. Um, and (laughs) I did, spoiler alert, didn't work. And I hated, I mean, it took me until I was at least 25, 26 to really feel good about myself. like just confident in my own body. And I, I really, or we really hope that anyone who is listening and is younger, like it doesn't take them that long. And even if they're older than us, it's like, you know what? you are sexy as is like sexiness is confidence. Like sexiness isn't a size, isn't a look. Um, even, I don't know. I think we've all, especially as a society, we've just valued looks so much, but anyone, especially in LA, especially in LA the amount of things I never thought were wrong with me until I moved here. And I was like, Oh, I need to change this. I need to do this. Um, you know, and obviously nothing's wrong with that. Like I'm the first person to say I have filler. Like I have, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But the whole message of sexy as is, is like, it's not a destination. Like it's that confidence within you and no size, no weight number, like none of that will get you there. It's really just like, it's what's, it's inside. Self-love. Yes. Yeah. Self-love, confidence, like the way you per- you are right now. Like we are all sexy as we are. We're obviously this society has really made it seem like, well, once you are this number weight or once you are this size, then I'll be happy. Then I'll yeah, be. It's a confidence because once you even, let's say, hit that goal weight or that whatever that goal then, is, you're probably now, well, now I need to more insecure. Now I need the, to do oh my God. The amount of times that's happened to me where there's specifically one time I remember thinking once I'm this weight and this body fat percentage, I'm going to be like so snatched and so happy. And I was so much more insecure then. Mm -hmm. And that happens more times than enough. I feel like once you get there, you realize I thought I was going to be happy and I'm not. And it's just, it's so toxic. And obviously there's nothing wrong with wanting to be healthy, wanting to lose weight, gain weight, whatever. Um, but the hold that we all allow it to have on us of who we are as a person, I think is so crippling. Totally. Um, yeah, so Alicia and I have been in this industry for a very long time, and there have been multiple scenarios where both of us individually or together have had like styling sessions or gifting suites where we've like gone to pick out clothes and the literal only options were like small, medium, and I'm definitely like a medium large. No, they were like, like, like zero yeah, size two. Like the maybe they'd have, have a medium, a medium, and there was always like two. Especially for samples. <laughs> for samples, like yeah, they're so tiny. And I remember being like, "This is not, this Gonna is work. not cut." Like yeah. the, the, they'll hold it up and they'll be like, "Oh, will this work?" And I'm like probably not. I'm like, like, just cause I can like suck it in and squeeze just cause it zips doesn't mean that that's my side. I'm not, no, like, and again, like the clothes affect you so much and going to those gifting suites or whatever, obviously it wasn't necessarily the people there. Like, obviously they're just freaking out because they don't have those sizes available. Um, some of them were mean, (laughs) but not all of them, you know, they're just trying to do their job, but 
the amount of times that I would ask like, oh, do you have a large or oh, do you have like a medium? And they would look at me like, uh, like, 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 yeah, like, like they'd look at me as if, I don't know, I was from another planet, just asking for a medium. And once we started talking about that, once we, you know, launched parallel, the amount of other influencers even who have um, said that they had the same thing happen to them. And it's just such a, the fashion world is so weird and it's made so much progress which is amazing but it's still I I don't know it's still this weird thing I feel like sizing all like even if you're a true smaller medium if you go to different brands you might not be a true smaller medium like exactly I literally ordered this skirt from misguided got it yesterday or as a dress I'm normally like a small small Mm -hmm. medium it's my hips that really throws me off could not get this off of me or I got it on me from the top and then it was stuck on my torso. I couldn't get it off. I'm texting Nico, like, you have to come into the room and take this off of me. And then I was like, my hips got wider. I was like instantly insecure mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And I loved um, that you guys had one of your friends who's like a curve model, I think mm-hmm. you said, and she came to try on the stuff and tell you like, yes or no, this will work, this won't work. And I love that your sizing is true to size to what the bodies actually will need. Yeah. So something that um, stood out to Alicia and I after having this conversation, we knew we were going to start the brand was like, why aren't those sizes available in the first place? Like, that's like the first question we asked ourselves. Um, And then we have a a close friend who's a friend of yours, Lexi. She is a plus and curve model. Um, And she was so sweet and like came to one of our fittings. And we were super excited because we were like, hey, something we've been going through throughout this whole process is just like learning so much about the industry and like what goes into it. And stereotypically a lot of companies will just like, um, what was it? Grade up Mm -hmm. like to scale for sizes. It's like a cookie cutter. It's like, okay, this is the small. So then we're just going to make it a little wider and that will be, you know, (laughs) um, so Lex came in to give us some edits and she, she went off and gave us, I love that. I didn't realize it was Lexi. Yeah. It was Lexi. She was probably brutally honest. Oh, she was. And we told her her to, there's like footage of us being like Lex, like don't hold back. Which that's one of our, our, our biggest tips to anyone who's wanting to do this to really not be around yes people. Like we have had many conversations with whether it's friends, family, um, the people we work with of like, give us brutal feedback because that's only helping us. Like, please don't just say, Oh my God, it's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Or like even Lexi, if she was to go in and, and be like, yeah, like it could be longer, but it's great. Like, and, and it's like, please hurt my feelings. Like, please no, be yeah. so like, honest. Investing so much into this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Well, and I think that works for any creator, any entrepreneur, like anything you're trying to start, you don't want to surround yourself with yes people. You'd mm-hmm. rather have people challenge you because then you can deal with those thoughts and issues. If they're like, Hey, like this isn't going to work here, then you can deal with it and not have to think about that later. Like you'll, you won't come up against that again. There is a take it with a grain of salt type thing with that, because you also don't want to live just for other people's, you know, telling you no and letting Mm -hmm. that, you know, but it's, it's so important to be able to take that criticism, reevaluate, mm-hmm. apply, and then move, continue to move forward. Yeah. Allow yourself to be challenged. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That is so good in business. And like I said, you're investing so much into it. Mm-hmm. You don't just want, oh yeah, it's fine. It's, it's about right. Oh, yeah. It's cute. Like no. it's good enough. Well, that works. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You need it to be, I mean, nothing is ever perfect, but no, to be as close to perfect as possible. Yeah. Which your baby essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, 
which it's funny because even with that, I struggle so much with perfectionism. And that's even something I've had to learn to let go of a little bit with this because I'm like, I want it so perfect. But then I would notice myself focusing on details that doesn't matter. Um, I was just listening to a podcast um, called Masters of Scale. It's with Reed Hoffman. Um, and he, I be- I've become very obsessed with his podcast. And he was talking about how perfectionism will hold him back yes, from me. stuff. And so he was talking about like this balance. He was talking with the founder of Spanx. I forget her name. Oh, I, that's her a name? great episode. Yeah. Um, he was talking with her and she was basically talking about how there's this balance in space where like you want to allow yourself to be challenged and mm-hmm. and do that. But then at the same time, you have to jump and build. I forget what they said, like build the building like mm-hmm. as you're falling and just like let yourself do it. Yeah, that's so good. I was listening to your guys' podcast with Kenzie and Alicia, I think you said something that honestly inspired me and I, I wrote it down. You said, acknowledge the fact that you don't know everything and it's not going to be perfect first time out. That like really struck a chord with me because I was like, dang, even with this podcast, like I'm still in my head about it. I'm still like, I'm a perfectionist. And if I feel like it's not going to be perfect, I don't want to do it, which is why I've waited so long to even start the podcast. Yes, mm-hmm. I now, feel you. You know what? I really do not know everything. Even me showing up here, I'm like, well, I'm just winging it. I, I hope the sound works and I hope everything sounds good, you know, and just acknowledging that that's okay. But yes. isn't that how it always happens? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like everyone I've talked to, I'm sure even like the higher up you go like people just wing it like you it's like okay it's not ideal but we're gonna go with it yeah exactly i um just saw a, a post from ed Milet, which love him would fucking sorry would die okay <laughs> <laughs> um Great. and he um and it on his instagram and it says if perfect is your standard you've wired yourself for misery and i'm like wow. i feel that believe that, <laughs> I that, feel that I'm and sure. I've had to take a, a few steps back and really realize like what am I so scared of why do I want it to be perfect and every single time well mostly through therapy I've realized <laughs> I've realized how I'll have these like very judgmental thoughts sometimes about people which I'm just being honest okay <laughs> and it's not that I'm a judging person because I'm really not but sometimes if, if like, let's say I come across someone's, I'll say you, uh, more, sorry. Um, there would be plenty of times over my career where if someone kind of took a huge break from YouTube and came back and their views were low, I would think, oh my God, are, like they're, they're, they're off now. Like they're irrelevant, blah, 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 blah. And that was clearly me internalizing that about myself. Like that's what I think other people, or that's, I've gotten so much better at it, which is why I'm able to talk about it now. But I didn't realize then at the time that I was putting those were thoughts I had about myself that I make and think I'm projecting like no other. And on top of it, I'm assuming everyone's thinking that about me. If I'm starting something and it's not good, I'm like, oh, my God, everyone's thinking this when no one is thinking it like literally no one. It, like, I would honestly if you like, I would never guess that you're like, oh, my God, I'm nervous about this. Puck. I'm like, what do you mean? Like. <laughs> What do you, like, you know what I mean? Like, no, like, we are all our own worst critics, and it breaks my heart how I know there's so many talented people in the world who let the fear of failure or the fear of other people's judgments, (laughs) my own freaking old self, um, hold them back from great, great things. Like, the amount of people you're going to help with this podcast... Yeah. And Inspiring. I had to like really just surrender that. And mm-hmm. you know what? Even if one person like takes something away from one episode, then I'm fine with that. It doesn't need to be perfect and it won't be. Oh my God. It even, never be. but like even myself, I've been, 
I've been needing new podcasts to subscribe to, and I'm so stoked for you. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to listen to every single one. Like, genuinely. And I think, I don't know, if, if yeah, if there's one person, it's, like, good. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. And, like, you have so much knowledge and value to add in this Thank space. You. Like, genuinely. Thank you. And I feel like it's, yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Just here to hype you up. <laughs> please yeah I think perfectionism is especially living in LA I feel like everyone portrays or projects this perfect like life or character or whatever it is on Instagram so that's what we see oh my god that's what we're trying to almost imitate it's like wow well their marketing is insane yes it's perfect how do I get that yeah oh my god and you're not realizing what is going behind all of that the money you've invested into it the time the hard work, the, the tears, teams. The, yeah, the teams. I think exactly. people think that we do it on our own, you know, or I'll see people that I'll compare myself to and mm-hmm. I'll be like, how are they posting three times a day mm-hmm. and getting all this content? And then, yep. you know, it's, it's so easy to think they're doing it all by themselves, but they have like a team of six people that are posting yeah. for them. Sometimes and then it's like, oh, <laughs> even yeah. myself, like the amount of people who which is so flattering. They'll say like, oh my God, you, you, your videos inspire me. Like I would, you know, whatever. And then they think it's just, they're like, how do you do it all? It looks so perfect. And I'm like, what? You don't see my free, I break down. like breakdowns. I'm being Regularly. so stressed. Like, <laughs> like, and, and like learning to delegate has been the best thing with that, you know, getting like an editor or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it honestly kind of breaks my heart and I'm like, oh shoot, I don't think I'm doing a good enough job really showing some of those real moments because if people think like, I'm just like killing it or perfect or whatever. I'm like, that's so wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the same thing about other people too. And I really think it's just the highlights. And then also I've thought about this a lot recently too. I think traditional Hollywood and even things like Disneyland, they're like, don't show the behind the scenes because we want people to have like this perfect idea of it. Clearly that works. You know what I mean? Like Disney's killing it. Like it works. The whole like magic, the magic, you know what I mean? So I think we're in an interesting time where, you know, even when I, like, when we started our YouTube channel, it was very much like, oh, only show the, the good, mm-hmm. you know, only be happy, only show all of that. Um, where now, you know, people are wanting that realness. So it's like, how much of that, how much of even parallel struggles do we talk about yeah. to be actually inspiring instead of just trying to make it look like it's all. Totally. And people crave realness. I was watching um, a sermon recently with Sarah Jakes Roberts. I think that's her name. Um, and she had, she talked about how, um, she never wanted to be a pastor's wife and how she feared public speaking was like the depth of her. Like she never Mm -hmm. wanted to do it was so not confident. And here I'm sure I am and everyone else who listens to her preach, like she's so confident. She's amazing. She kills it. She was born for this, but that was not the case. And her standing up and saying that made me feel like, oh, maybe I could do something. Yes. I got chills. Yeah. It's so, and people crave that authenticity. They crave the realness. And so even showing, you know, on your YouTube channels more of like the behind the scenes of like, wait, that's why I love the documentary so much because it literally showed everything from beginning to end. You telling her, you crying, like oh my God. when you found out that yeah. she wanted you to be on brand. Which by the way, that was my actual first time hearing about it. I think and people you, thought that tell. maybe it was staged. I was like, not at all. Especially if you I, know Ashley, you can tell. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I was like, no, that was authentic. I was like emotional. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah. That means so much. Yeah. That's With that whole documentary, like long form video, we were really just hoping to inspire anyone. Like our, our goal with it was, 
if someone wanted to start a podcast, they were thinking about that, that the whole time. And by the end, they were like, it oh my was. gosh. Oh my God. That makes me so happy. I don't know if I texted you or texted I got goosebumps. You or texted, I don't, I don't remember, but I was so inspired. Like it was so good. I was like, dang, I could do anything. Like, oh right? my God. That's how it made me feel. And so I know everyone watching it probably had some little inkling of like, oh, I kind of want to like, maybe start a blog yeah yeah like something quietly in the back of your head I have to say too I in the beginning I was very much like this can't fail this can't fail this can't fail obviously in that yes yes but even now um now I don't even think I realized how much I would learn from it Mm -hmm. like genuinely the hands-on experience of what I can't learn with a from a degree or from school or whatever like I I'm already like if it was to be done tomorrow I think I would still look back and think oh my god I was this was the most beneficial thing to my not only myself but or sorry as a human as a human yeah like in in all ways like business personal learning to say no to people learning to have that confidence of no this is what I want like it's a different it's a whole different thing so I think if anyone is you know struggling with wanting to do something like the knowledge of it is so powerful. And also I was listening to uh, how I built this and I forget her name. Also, she was with bliss. Okay. But she did something that was much bigger than that. But I remember hearing that she worked at bliss, the brand Mm -hmm. for 10 years and then moved on to do something else completely different. And at that time I was coming up on my 10 year anniversary on YouTube. This was a few years ago. And that was so inspiring to me to hear someone just randomly decide, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm going to go do this now. And I think especially for creatives or entrepreneurs, that is so important to realize that, you know, maybe you're maybe you're going to have this podcast for five years. Mm -hmm. And just because it doesn't last for your whole life, like that's that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. and, And I think as creatives, we always have that urge to do something new and to like learn something new. And, and I feel like in that way, we're always growing. Yes. And why? Like, yeah, I think it's like accepting that life has seasons. Mm -hmm. And I think this goes, um, with so many aspects in life, like friendships, families, careers, schools, Mm -hmm. like everything comes in like seasons. Totally. And I think that works with our jobs also. And it's just accepting that, okay, right now I'm working on a clothing brand. Uh I have my own podcast. I have my YouTube channel that could end in five years because another opportunity comes my way. And another opportunity 100% will. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I had this app for like a hot minute and the company was really trying to get me to do it. And I kept saying no, because in my head, it would only fail. Like I was like, at mm-hmm. some point I will not have this. So it's just going to like, so why do it? End. So why do it? And I wish I didn't have that mindset. Now, granted I did it and it was a waste of time and the company went bankrupt. <laughs> so right? that happened. But I remember <laughs> you learned something. I, yeah. I definitely learned a lot. And the main thing from that was trust my gut. Cause I was like, I didn't want to do this in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it was just a waste of time in my sense, because all of the content I was making for my app, I could have just been putting all that work, effort, and energy into my channel, which would have made more money and been so much easier and better. Totally. Um, but it was really cool. That was one of the first times I was able to see, like, analytics from doing a project. And, the, like, I think we got 100,000 um, downloads within the first day. That's insane. And I, I, at that point, I was like, what? what? Like, it That's was free, crazy. but I was just like, 
But that was insane to me. Like, mm-hmm. insane to me. Like, actual tangible numbers. Yeah, and, and being able... I think that's also something so great for creators. Um, I'm such a big advocate for doing something like merch. Because even if you don't want to be a fashion designer or something, it's such a good way for creatives to be able to have analytics of stuff that they can do. Because when totally. you start working with other companies, have these that. bigger projects or brands, you know, the big dreams that you do have, you know, even to this day, if I was to go to a makeup brand and say, hi, I want to do a huge collab with you, right? Let's do it. They really don't care about numbers. They want to see sales you can do they want to see they want to see those types of numbers so the amount of the amount of times that I'm so blown away by that and I think it's so good for people to be able to have analytics and obviously I think merch is a great way because your fans are wanting something tangible something to be you know part of the family to support to support um and you're seeing on your end how many of your fans are essentially actually engaging it's the best it's one of the best ways to actually I hate saying see your quote worth because your worth should not be in views and numbers and all that stuff. But as a creator, it's so hard for you to sit there and think, how much do I charge for this post? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's just an Insta story. Like, it doesn't need to be much, blah, blah, blah. When you don't want these brands taking advantage of you. You know what I mean? Like, you want to be able to have those numbers. So I think that's something very important to do obviously it doesn't have to be merch but like actually looking into those analytics mm-hmm. and stuff i think it's so important it yeah. is your job at the end of the day it is yeah. yes know, it's still a business you your bills you know? and make a living yeah and i think that leads to or that yeah i think the core underlying thing here is that you have to treat yourself as a business and i think that's something that i think is just now starting to be normalized i think it had a lot of like flack in the beginning mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah. being a creator being an influencer the like quote influencer um, had such a bad rap on it. And now I think everyone's starting to realize, oh, this, this can be a career. Mm-hmm. Oh, you are a brand and you have to treat yourself and your worth and what you do. Um, yeah. Another thing, uh, my friends and I have realized that's been kind of happening more so in the space is people now understanding a little more in the sense of even like contracts. Like, mm-hmm. I think people are realizing like, oh, like you legally have to do this. It's not just like, they're like, I don't know. I feel like in, back in the I'm day, they're like. I'm not posting this three times because I want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. Contractually. Have yeah. To. Or, you know. Um, so, okay. Question for you guys. Since I know you guys like individually and I know your personalities are so different. And honestly, anyone who follows you guys knows that as well. Uh-huh. How do you feel that has helped you in like starting a business together and has there been challenging moments where you know you your personalities are so different so has it hindered you at all or do you think it's been a good balance I think it's a good balance I think so too um, something that I've always struggled with is and this this literally goes back to childhood um Alicia has an amazing business mindset I do not and it's really hard for me to like track with everyone when we're having meetings or phone calls or there's there's things that just go straight over my head that she's so exceptionally good at and if she wasn't there I don't know I don't even know what <laughs> yeah. would be happening right now because I am so bad when it comes to numbers when it comes to all of those kinds of things so um yeah that's definitely but I think that's fine I think for me in the beginning I really struggled with um Again, like, what is Ashley thinking? Like, oh, is she thinking I'm talking too much? Does she think I'm um, not including her? Does she think I'm not, like, making her make decisions? Blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Um, And then we had multiple conversations. And I think the balance has just always been so good between us. 
of like we've also had years to we've had years we've always I mean obviously we've always lived together um but even when Ashley used to help me with my videos that was a big time of learning how to communicate different things. Mm-hmm. It's literally like a relationship, like, yeah, a, like an actual communication relationship. Communication has to be so spot on. And yeah. even realizing, oh, you know, certain things, I know she won't care if I make a decision, but for the most, you know, we are both co-founders in this. So for the big things, you know, needing to ask each other, hey, I think this, what do you think? Making yeah. sure we're on the same page because I also don't want her to feel like it's just my thing, you know? Totally. Yeah, I think um, something that a lot of people don't know that we've been talking about a lot and bringing more light to it is that Alicia and I have been working together from, like, the very beginning when we first moved out. I Even before then, and, and when we taught the drum and guitar class. Yeah, like, oh, my gosh. We've been cute. Doing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my mom used to oversee a drums and guitar class at an elementary school. Alicia plays guitar, fun fact. Yeah. Okay, what? But then I chose nails. <laughs> I chose acrylic Same. nails over it. I've been trying to learn guitar since I was 16. And oh, my God. In the pa- and I have a guitar, and even in the past oh, it's beautiful. year, I'm like, I just really appreciate my nails. Like, it's yeah. taken a long time to get them to this length, naturally. Yes. So Alicia would teach guitar. I would play. I would teach drums. Um, when we moved out, I had to quit my job. I used to work at hotels like a front desk girl. Um, I had to quit that so that we could move. And my plan was to find another hotel to work at. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the meantime, I was helping Alicia film her videos, and she was paying me a little bit. And without like planning for it, it became my full time job, and I did that all through the rest of my college career. And I loved it because there was a handful of times, this was around the time the space was really evolving and people had videographers, they had editors. Mm -hmm. And I even hired a few like videographers to help a few times. And they're like mailmen in their late twenties, mailmen in their late twenties, like men, you know, and I was there trying to film this morning routine and I was like in my sports bra and I was just like, kind of awkward, kind of awkward. They were great. I forget his name, but do you remember him? That one guy? He was great. But like, I was just like, this is weird. Comfortability I'm sure was so different. So different. And it's not, and I, I wasn't myself. Like I was this I don't, I, I, you could just tell through the camera that I was not my normal self. Mm -hmm. So I was always so grateful whenever Ashley could help me film because I had a much, much better video out of it. Um, it was more fun. I didn't feel as stressed. Like there's someone waiting on me, blah, blah, blah. Well, also I feel like the thing that sets YouTube apart from other, you know, like TV shows and networks and stuff like that is the like rawness of it totally, and the vulnerability and like her being in her bedroom, like doing a morning routine. Um, if that didn't, if that felt produced, then that like completely takes away from the point of the video is you're supposed to be there in her environment Mm -hmm. and feel that, um, having like a team like that, especially back then, Mm -hmm. I think really dramatically affected the video. Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, you helping me was a huge reason my channel grew a thousand percent. I think it was a pivotal point in that time for YouTube when people were going from tripod shots to all of a sudden... Oh, someone's like, they're either walking with the camera or they have someone following them with the camera, Mm -hmm. which was, I don't know, I forget the exact year, maybe like 14, 2014. Yeah, like 2014, 2015. You're like OG YouTube. Which I used to be embarrassed by because I was like, OG means irrelevant. And honestly, (laughs) but then I I realized I was like, that's my, I think that's one of my strengths and I need to see it as... Um, oh, sorry. Well, now I see it as, oh my gosh, the knowledge I have is like totally, so yeah. cool. And um, I mean, you could definitely teach a course speaking of like your dream earlier. Like you've been doing yeah, this so long, like the knowledge you could give someone 
a 16 year old girl whose like dream is to have a YouTube channel, like oh. the things you could do for people like that. I mean, yeah. I and that I think that's coming to, um, to fruition, you know, also speaking to creatives listening, like it is hard too when you've been working on something for so long and then someone new comes in and they blow up and they're way bigger than you and you're mm-hmm. like, I've been putting years into this and it can be so discouraging. It I can be that. so, so discouraging. <laughs> yeah. But realizing that the strength in that is the time. Like mm-hmm. all of these um, newer creators who are blowing up, like I can't imagine the stress they have because it took me years to grow it. Like the foundation of my career is so solid. Mm-hmm. And at the time I hated it cause I didn't have anything viral. And I was like, Oh, all my friends are having like millions of views and I'm like, whatever. But like that slow, steady growth is so important. Obviously for your mental health I'm for, for, for your sure. mental health too. Yeah. Like, like this world is so crazy, let alone overnight success. Mm-hmm. And obviously, um, that's a whole other thing to tackle, but I think people don't also see how, there are downsides to having that like crazy virality moments, you know? Totally. Something I've had to tell myself is just because other people are becoming successful in my field doesn't mean I'm less successful. Yes, Yes. but it's hard. It's so, it's It's a mental game. Yes. It's so hard. I mean, that compare and Totally. You have to like Mm -hmm. cut And in LA, it's like everyone's a creative. Everyone's Mm -hmm. a photographer. Everyone wants to be a YouTuber. Everyone is doing this. Everyone's doing that. So it's like, what is, I, I, I guess this could be a question, like what is the mental mindset you have to walk through whenever you find yourself in like a comparison situation? Mine, I think is um, like realizing like the core of like one, why you're doing it and like having some kind of like passion behind it. Uh-huh. Um, so just because I have a podcast and you have a podcast, literally all three of us have podcasts yeah. <laughs> and all three of us have podcasts with like different messaging behind it. Um, and I think like the best thing you can do is lean into like what that messaging is and like use that as like support, like moving forward always, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know? Um, and then obviously like podcasts will change here and there, but like, I think that's what you have to keep at your core because you will inevitably run around mm-hmm. and run into people that have other podcasts that are probably more successful. And you're just like, Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. I think knowing your why is important because yeah. when you uh-huh. hold yourself back to that, it's like, I didn't do this because everyone else is doing it. I didn't mm-hmm. do it to, I wasn't going to not do it because everyone has a podcast. So like if people start having podcasts or doing what you're doing, uh-huh. it's like, well, great for them. The yeah. people that are going to yeah. follow along my journey are still going to follow along my journey. Yeah. And no I think what. it's so obvious when you look into, you know, like musicians, for instance, how many singers say, well, there's already like popular singers, so I'm not going to pursue this. Like, no, so like, silly. It's so it's like, what, why would yeah. you do that? Or it's such actors a, out here. In oh LA. yeah. Everyone is a model or an actor or a musician of, of some kind. Mm-hmm. And they're not sitting here going like, Oh, well there's that seat's already filled. You yeah, know what I mean? We need multiple of them. Yes. There's already a John Mayer. No, I guarantee you. We need more John Mayers. More yeah. Yes. That could be another John Mayer. <laughs> totally. You know? So yeah, it's just one of those things that you just have to chase and just embrace the fact it's just one of those things that you have to chase and embrace the fact that like, yes, you're one of many, but like you have your reasons. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest thing is my own personal confidence has that growing has greatly affected me being way less competitive. Cause I can be very competitive. Um, and letting that get to me, if someone was to succeed over, you know, something, or if we were to do the same type of video and they get more views, I would be very like, Oh my God, why? Like, what did I do wrong? You know? And it's, it's, it's interesting how the second I started getting more confident in just not only my work, but like who I am, I stopped 
doing that and comparing myself more. And I think I really was able to focus like the example of someone getting more views or followers or whatever, being more successful. I think what I've been able to do now is realize one, how awesome it was that I was able to be one of the first to kind of like grow and like pave that way. But two, being able to look at my, my views now. And even though they are smaller than what they were years ago, I'm like, there's a lot of factors in here. One, the space has drastically changed. You know, there's a whole new social media platform called TikTok. (laughs) Um, My content has drastically changed. And I think a lot of creators don't take that step back to realize, well, what I'm doing is very different. I grew a huge part of my following off of back to school videos for kids. And at the time I didn't see that, but now I'm like, they were kids and now I'm doing truth or drinks where I'm drinking on camera. Yeah. Very different, like very different, you know? So also recognizing that kids get very obsessive. Oh yeah. Things and will support you on everything and watch a video. And they'll, they will watch it 10. Yes. Where an 18 to 35 year old won't yes. watch it once. And that's it. Or they're so busy with their job that they don't have time to watch it. <laughs> and I think I've been able to see the positives of maybe I'm not getting 20 million views like I used to. However, those were such empty views that now I truly feel so confident in the, the family and um, following I've created because I feel so connected to them. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if someone is out there who passes you up or becomes more successful at photography or whatever it is, or, you know, singing or whatever, to really focus on just you and your tribe and your family and the following that you've made. And then like, have so much fun with that to where people just want to come join versus like, let's grow, let's grow, let's grow. I think that's, um, yeah, I kind of forget the initial question, but that's definitely something that's definitely helped me. Yeah. Like being content where you're at and knowing that all things evolve. Oh yeah. Like YouTube evolves. There's going to be another social media platform at some point where we're all going to have to evolve. Like even me as a photographer, like I'm now having to figure out how to be a videographer. Yes. Of reels. It's like, no one cares about your photos anymore to a certain extent. It's like, even like the blogger preset world, like it's, it's very much changed, you know, like people really don't want to see some someone in front of the Eiffel Tower with their hair perfectly blowing because someone has a fan like they don't want to see that it is evolving to a more no one's really editing their photos I don't I don't I don't edit my photos and I love it because there was a phase where like everything was so over presetted and I have presets yes and And as a photographer you get it you're like of course editing can bring a photo to life you know what I mean like totally but I used to spend so much time editing my photos getting the right coloring oh, oh my god full time i would like sit on the couch watch tv but not really watch tv yeah. and just edit you have to find content. that perfect filter for this yeah. I, yeah the main reason why i stopped was i just got so tired of editing and so i much time. i don't even think like if the amount of places i've been and you would never be able to know from my feed because yeah. i was like this doesn't match but i was in new york okay well, I even remember. And I was like, it's too great. Yes, you know. She I met mean, me at the prime. I, every every influencer I shoot, it's like, well, the background has to be, I don't do grass. I don't do green. Yes. I don't do blue. I don't do this. It's like the brand wants plain background or I want everyone had it's a very specific yes like, i'm so over back it from posting stuff because it doesn't match the feed and i'm honestly so glad that fade is over I, me too and then what's crazy is people will compare themselves to someone like emma chamberlain they're like how does she have so many followers or so many likes and blah 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 and i'm like to me it's so obvious she does she's not doing all of that yeah 
But to them, they're like, I'm trying harder, so I should be getting better responses. And I'm like, no. The 90% of the time, you're trying like, too hard. I mm-hmm. see, we had her on Pretty Basic, and I was like, do you see why you're so big? Like, I so see it. Like, you're so different. You came into this space that was perfectly curated, and you were just being yourself with no makeup and whatever. Like, I was going to say, like, what's the one thing you think of when you think of Emma? It's like... No Chilling, makeup, no makeup, a little bit of acne, um, really funny, like very open, relatable herself. And I was like, thank God, relatable, I yeah, yeah I like started, real relatable. Yeah. I had to have like my hair done, my makeup. The amount of done. morning routines I did with like a little bit of makeup on, I'm like, oh, I'm okay, Alicia, <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. It's but I'm I'm so grateful that's changed. But like going back to, I I think people don't realize, you know, they'll they'll compare their work like they'll make a to-do list just to check things off Mm -hmm. thinking they've worked so hard when it's such a bitter bigger picture of no it's just the whole vibe it's Mm -hmm. not like if you spend 20 hours editing photos they'll perform better you know what I mean and they won't they won't Mm -mm. that's the thing yes so what would you tell someone stuck in their dreams feeling like they can't progress evolve like Mm -hmm. like I'm not gonna say it's you (laughs) but at least in my own personal experience I wasn't willing to evolve with the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I was, I was so convinced. I was like, YouTube, it's the algorithm, it's the algorithm. Like, you know, it's yeah. it's them, it's not me. Like, and now looking back, I'm like, bitch, it was. Sorry, now now looking back, I'm like, girl, it was you. <laughs> I think one of the best examples is musicians. Yeah, I think Coldplay has been a band for 20 years. Stereotypically, bands don't. Last they last that like long. four years. Yeah, why? they were able to allow they they didn't inhibit themselves into like this tiny little box of this is our sound we're not changing Mm -hmm. for anyone they were like oh this is the new sound cool let's try it out and add our own fleet like flair to Mm -hmm. it so it's like oh we're not doing morning routines anymore we're doing truth or drinks cool like let me do like my own Mm -hmm. like thing to it and i i think another thing that we've been able to kind of see over the years is the idea of beauty and fashion will never be away so Thinking outside the box. The idea of coming home and showing your friends or family what you bought because you're so excited, which is a haul, clearly it will never go away. Like, that idea is always there. So it's not that that's not working. It's like, it's not necessarily the concept, or sorry, it's not necessarily the topics that you're doing. It's the packaging of it. Like, instead of a video that used to be so big where, like, monthly favorites videos, you know, um, these are my May favorites, blah, 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 blah. Title and thumbnail is like everything. Obviously I'm talking about YouTube, but like if you're stuck and you're sitting here like, what am I doing wrong? Just thinking of how someone else would title something instead of doing May favorites 2021, which is very outdated. Someone coming in saying, you need these seven things to live or like seven things I would never like just different packaging. Yeah. And she's speaking specifically about YouTube, but I feel like this goes with absolutely everything Mm -hmm. right now. Instagram's going towards video. So if you have a photo that you want to post, how can you make that a reel or how could you make that? Which that's been very hard. The whole short Mm -hmm. form video has been extremely hard for me because my mind is just not there. And I even had a call with my team yesterday and I was like, guys, I just, my goal today is literally to sit down and think of ways I can do YouTube shorts because that's clearly the future. And it would be so stupid of me to not at least try to dip my foot into this. And why am I spending time having, you know, all these like photo shoots and stuff when I'm like, okay, clearly if Instagram themselves is saying, we're a video platform now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what... Guess what? Your photos... I also... Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I love all this shit. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, I also... I also had a call with uh, 
Instagram, someone from there, maybe about a year ago now, and this was right when they were really pushing reels also too, and they were saying how you have to think about, sorry, they were saying how one of the downsides to being on the platform for so long is to us, Instagram is photos. And they were saying if a 13-year-old or a 10-year-old was to download Instagram right now, they would see videos, they would see stories. Like yeah. to them, that's what Instagram is. Like a fresh perspective. We're stuck. We're worse. We're, we've allowed ourselves to just kind of be stuck into what we know it as, you know? So even if, even if I'm so, sorry, I'm so visual, this is something insane I would do. Like let's delete Instagram re-sign up not under a different handle but just like re you know download it and pretend it's your first time seeing it from like an outside perspective and I think all of our mindsets of short form video would drastically change yeah I mean if you're not evolving you're doing yourself a disservice that'd be like me as a photographer saying being stubborn and being like no I'm a photographer this is a photo platform Mm -hmm. I'm going to share my photos but if if I have that mindset and I'm not evolving with the current trends and not doing the reels then I'm losing potential clients yes and it might take more time but like for example there's like the photo dump is like what's trending Mm -hmm. right now but like if Instagram's saying it's a video platform then it's better to like take the five minutes and sync it up to music whatever trending song is happening and then post the the video instead yeah I think it, yeah it's crazy even like behind the scenes of photo shoots I have a lot of friends who'll they'll they'll be like oh watch this photo come to life so there's still ways to incorporate it where I think I even allow myself to be so black and white and not see how can I make this my own or how can I incorporate this without losing you know what I love doing or photography you know what I mean yeah it's really just having to get on board because it's exhausting like yeah. just adding in all these new ways of having to like market yourself it is like Oh, I just wanted to be a YouTuber and do that. And you yeah. can't, you can't do it all yourself. Yeah. Like I, I made a shop Alicia Marie Twitter and Instagram for my merch. And I knew for a fact, I was like, the only way I can do this is if I hire that out. Like I have to have someone run that. Cause I can barely post enough on my own. It's too much. I have. And obviously I did that. So from the outside looking in, it's like, people imagining I'm doing everything by myself there's no way there's literally no way yeah even for parallel like even parallel we were like okay like we clearly need to hire people if Alicia doesn't focus on her channel and produce her content or me focus on my channel and produce my content we won't even be able to afford parallel so like we have to hire someone to handle the social so that we can do what we're best at yeah, and you just, you can't put 100% into everything you're doing as one it's person. Impossible. You have to have help. And at a certain point, if you are, you're going to be posting every day on like seven exactly. platforms. Yeah. I cannot. I no, can't ma'am. Nah. Okay, so uh, last question. We will wrap it up. If you could tell your younger self one thing, what would it be? Mine, I already know. Mine is um, just to not care as much. I have I, the thing that holds me back the most is worrying about what other people think, and I think that goes with my personality. But like a fun fact about me is I have a like not fear, but maybe fear of dancing, which sounds I have this too. so stupid. Really? It sounds so. Wait, why? Ha- See, this is why you have to talk no, no, about. Oh, you bonded already, Nicole. We've, we've gone out a few times. And <laughs> You'll me and her, me and her are always like 
bobbing in, in the corner, you know. You mean you're not in the middle of the dance circle? It doesn't help that all of our friends are like extremely yeah. like good professional twerkers. Or something. Yeah. Um, so, this, I, but I had a talk with Alicia once about it, and I had this whole moment where I was like, the only reason I I know I can dance, I'm a drummer, I have rhythm, like I know I'm good at this, and if I have a few drinks, then it usually works out fine. But I can't without that, and that's literally just me thinking about what everyone else is thinking about my dancing and I think if I would just have cut that at a younger age life would have been a lot simpler the same thing with vlogging Alicia tried to get me to start a channel probably six months before I actually did my whole fear was my high school friends seeing it Oh my god! But now they're asking you to promote their stuff. <laughs> LOL. Their LOL. Pyramid schemes. I'm just like I'm. That's gotcha, all, I'm. Can't. It, you can't. Yeah, you can't worry about that stuff. Yeah, but I did, mm-hmm. and I think that's actually very normal. I've met so normal have the same problem. So you know I what dancing to- confidence we need? What is the guy from Hitch? Yes, you know his dancers that are horrible, right? but he didn't yes. care. He, didn't he care. loved him. He I'm was going for it. It's like you just gotta fake until <laughs> you make it. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing is, I I think I compare myself to people who are very talented at dancing, yeah. and the truth is, ninety percent of people aren't professional dancers. They're just goofing off. They're just having fun. Yeah. I just happen to have friends that are just like so good at it. That's so funny. I think for me. If I could tell my younger self anything, ooh, I, I don't know how to articulate this, but I've always struggled with just that self-confidence of feeling, I guess, just that I'm fun or, like, a cool person or, like, I always would, like, just hide in the corner and... I don't know. I always thought I was like not memorable or people would forget me or like I always assumed if I met someone that they would never remember me. So I'd always be like, I'd have so much anxiety about meeting people because I was like, do I say like we've met before? Like that's so awkward. Or like, I don't know. I think I just really let that anxiety. That's so I didn't ever realize I had social anxiety till a year ago. And now looking back on my life, I'm like, holy crap. I see it now. Yeah. Um, and I think I really just kind of allowed myself to kind of fall back into, it's so funny because when I say this, people are like, what do you mean? You have a, like a following a YouTube, like it doesn't make sense. But I think that's how like it started. Like I found my outlet, you know? Um, but yeah, I think I wish I just had a little more of that confidence of, um, confidence as is yes. confidence <laughs> as is. Yeah. As I don't know. Are. I think, yeah, just like that. I'm good enough as I am and it's weird because it's like it's very cliche and I knew that but yeah I think I just really always struggled with I don't know how I'm what to I think Alicia is very much in her head oh yeah she overthinks everything and I think that hinders her from which is we're probably the social anxiety oh my gosh I'm the exact same yeah it's very similar just in a different way yeah I care about what people like did I make a good first impression yes like something stupid so crippling like the um, oh my god yeah I think once I was actually diagnosed with that I was like oh it was so validating you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so again I'm not sure what I'm trying to articulate but I think just like if I could hug my younger self and be like you're such a dope, cool person, and anyone would want to be your friend. Like, you are so lovable the way you are. Like, and I, yes, you are lovable. I think that's what I would tell my younger self. Yeah. Because I'm cool. <laughs> I'm, just I'm like, I'm fun. 
Well, thank you guys so much. It was truly an honor to have you both professional uh, (laughs) podcasters on my very amateur podcast. No, we're so excited. Also, the cover art. Oh, my God. You looked great. Thank you. Haley shot those. We all know. Of course she did. She killed it. (laughs) She's the the best at that. She really is. She took a lot of our... her lifestyle parallel photos. She too. killed it. She's so good. Yeah. Well, you know what it is that says her part? Her personality. Her hype up. Yeah. It's, it's you feel so hot when she takes your The photo. confidence goes next level. Yeah. The thing she says, I yeah. could never like really record. <laughs> <laughs> she did, we did like BTS videos and I filmed like a video like introing the podcast. Yeah. And she's filming it and like at the end she's like, F yeah, B I T C killed it yeah. I'm like, oh, thank you you're like <laughs> I remember realizing that's why I love shooting with her so much and I was like she's a hype just woman make me feel hot yeah I love that she makes me feel more confident she definitely has a gift of words of affirmation she for sure does. she 100% does well oh love you guys and thank you so much uh where could they find parallel apparel because I feel like that's so important Absolutely. yes parallelapparel.com we were very lucky to be able to get um, all of the handles and everything. So, just parallel apparel. It really was. Meant to be. All right, guys. Thank you well, so much for having me. I us. hope to have you guys on later in life when I'm more yes. established as a podcaster. Yeah, same time next year. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys.